this producer came in and he said, uh, what do you, what do you want to do? And I said, I really want to direct theater. He said, well, why are you doing this? I said, because I don't know. It, it, it's how it's I, I, I don't know. It's what, yeah. it's what I ended up doing. He said, I'm working on a film uh, at Warner Brothers. Why don't you come over and uh, why don't you become a PA? I said, well, what is that? Okay. Girl, I sold that nursing agency mm. and I drove on the lot with my Armani suit and my black Porsche and my Newport. And I went in there and I was a PA girl. Okay. Danny Strong came to me. He said, Lee, I have another film idea and it's called Empire. But Whitney Cummings had already told me that the next thing you do, because I told her, I said, I don't got no money for my kids to go to college. And she said, well, then you need to do television because Lee, I got a check for $750,000 in the mail. And I thought it was like a one-time thing. That thing kept coming. Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Vivica Fox, and welcome to an all-new Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. We're going bigger and bolder. Your hustle's going to get an upgrade with the most surprising, exciting, and fabulous guests from all walks of life. You're in good hands, darlings. Okay, y'all, today my heart is so full because I am basically talking to, like, my entertainment brother, a good friend who I am so, so very proud of. Darlings, if you have an unstoppable force in one hand and never been done in the other hand, what do you have? Lee Daniels, of course, my man. The first African-American to be nominated for a Director's Guild Award. To this date, the only African-American producer of an Oscar-winning and Oscar-nominated film. He produced the film that resulted in the first African-American woman winning a Best Actress Oscar. He's a box office champ, and he's won more critical acclaim than most people read about. He survived terrible childhood abuse, trauma, and personal loss growing up in Philadelphia. He managed to rise above his circumstances and use his experiences to help create some of the most powerful media ever made and has helped countless people to attain their dreams. He continues to inspire me and many others to stay true to himself, and his vision. Please welcome to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox, Academy Award nominated filmmaker, director, producer, screenwriter, and my friend, my heart, Mr. Lee Daniels. Welcome to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox, Lee. Vivi. Sweetie, how are you? I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh. I'm just so happy to be here with you. I, as I said, the only reason why I'm here is so I can catch up and have fun with you because it's been too it's been too long for us it not really to have been. Is. We shouldn't be spending this kind of time apart. You're right. It's true. But guess what? You've been busy and so have I. But you I know, know what? It, huh. Like your my relationship with you reminds me of like my relationship with, with Regina King. I cannot receive Regina for a couple of years because we both making it do what it do. And mm -hmm. it's like not, time hasn't passed. We still yep. kiki. We still laugh. We still throw each other back. Girl, you never like you. <laughs> But we, before we came on air, y'all, he was up here showing me an old picture of me. <laughs> it's a video of me at, at, in doing the Starlet with me and Faye Dunaway, of all people. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. It but. is a gag. It, 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 is, <laughs> it is so good. It, but it's so good and so profound because you guys are taking it's very serious. Yes. And you're cutting her, just cutting her. Cutting, cut, her. cutting, cutting them to shreds, yeah. okay? And let me tell you something. Doing the Starlet was definitely um, an amazing experience to me. It was a show that where we gave uh, young actresses an opportunity to win a uh, contract in Hollywood. But back to you. Yes. 
I want to take everyone on your journey, you know, because there's some things that when I was briefed about that I didn't even know about you. And I've known you for a very long time and I love you so much. Let's let everybody know where you're from. I'm from Philadelphia. I'm from born and raised in West Philadelphia. Yeah. Wow. Okay, but George doesn't equal like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air type of journey, right? <laughs> but he, you know, I think my sister went to school with him. With with Will, we didn't wow. even know that. My sister, who's a casting director, Leah, you know Leah. Uh huh. She she went to school with Will and went and went to uh, Bieber and and to Gomper, uh, Bieber and to Overbrook, Overbrook High with him. I love it. See, now that's six degrees of separation because Leah just directed her first video and I was in it with her. Really? Yes, baby. For uh, uh, what's the, uh, what, uh, with the, the new artist that she has coming out, and I played a sexy nurse ratchet. I love it. Yeah. I love so it. I mean, we're just all like six degrees of separation connected. Yeah. But one of the things that I didn't know about you was that you are a survivor of childhood abuse. Yeah. Do you want to share yeah. that with us? It's crazy. You know, um, it's taken me such a while for me to forgive my dad, mm. you know? Um, I don't think that he, he was just a kid having kids. Yes. Uh, he was 18 when he had me. Oh, wow. And yeah, and so, um, you know, look, he was a boxer. He, he sparred with Muhammad Ali. He was Muhammad Ali's bodyguard when uh, he came to Philadelphia. He was six foot three, he was a cop, killed in the line of duty when I was a young kid. But he didn't understand that I was different. And if he and he didn't understand. Um, he didn't understand that. Um, it's hard to it's hard to it's hard That's to even talk about. It, 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 yeah. And, you know, and um, I think that um, he, he actually beat me. <laughs> he beat me. He beat me for he beat me just for the sake of beating me. And oh um, because he saw he knew that it was going to you know what he said? He said. Um, it's hard enough being a black man. Why do you have to be a faggot on top of all of that? Ooh, it's going to be that. so hard for you. And uh, and so I think he thought he was beating the gay out of me, but um, I don't know. But uh, look, what, what it did was it created a space for me to um, disappear in and to imagine. Mm. And that's really when when uh, my imagination started running wild and, uh, and and I got the first inkling of uh, wanting to be a filmmaker. Mm. I didn't know what filmmaking was at all. I didn't even, I didn't know. All I knew was, was that I went to a public theater, mm. uh, excuse me, a public uh, library. Yes. And I walked into the library and uh, God took me into the um, theater arts aisle, the one little mm. aisle. There and I picked up "Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf," a book oh. by a play by Edward Albee. Okay, <laughs> I read wow. it at seven years old. I read it at seven years old, Viv, and I took it home and I had all my neighbors and my family on the stoop reading George and Martha and everything. But I understood mm. that I understood the sophistication of a uh, of, of character, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and we um. I think that's when I got the bug, and uh, and the rest is history. Seven years old. Okay. <laughs> so how did you navigate to escape that abuse? You think that by the arts, that that helped you to say, you know, there's more to life than um, than this. This isn't going to make me or break me. 
Yeah. Well, he died when I was uh, 12. He was oh, killed. Yes. Okay. He was killed in the line of duty. Um, uh, and, uh, but he told me that, you know, he said, if I ever catch you with a, a boy, I will kill you. And I believed he, and I, because <laughs> I believed uh, it with all my soul that he would. I never, you know, not until at, deep into college and about twenties did I even think about you know sleeping with a man. And uh, yeah, but did you know that you were gay? No, I know that's the whole thing. Like, I don't know that, what these feelings thinking, are. I, you know what I'm thinking? I said, did it make me gay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, maybe you beat the gay into me. Okay? I know. Right. Wow. I'm talking to uh, Mike Tyson now doing his life story. Oh, I and love Mike Tyson. Ain't he fun? But I'm like, you know, the reason why I'm really doing this is because uh, every Christmas, my dad would give me boxing gloves. He mm. greased my face up and I would, I would throw the boxing gloves down and grab my sister's Barbie and he would beat <gasps> me every Christmas, every Christmas for as long as I could five Christmases in a row. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. Well, you were but a defiant I'm, I'm, little I'm spirit, a, though, because you knew that ass whooper was coming, but you yep. was like, I'm still going to pick up this party. <laughs> now what? Okay. Especially when they, <laughs> hey, Viv, especially when they came out with the black Barbie, I gagged. Okay, okay? right. He was like, yes, this bitch, he was like, this bitch is pretty. She's my color, okay? So. But yeah, and so I'm doing that movie uh, his story just because I have an aversion. I've never put on a pair of boxing gloves to box wow. because of mm. that. Yes. You know, so I'm, I'm doing it, uh, for me. I love that. I love that. So now when did you leave Philadelphia and then come to LA? Uh, I left Philadelphia to go to college, uh, two years mm-hmm. into college in St. Louis, Missouri. Wow. And, uh, but I knew then that I, um, I was, sleeping with this girl. I was sleeping with this girl, right? Oh, you had sexual experience? Oh, Her name, yes. I was sleeping with this girl and um, and she told me, she said, you know, Lee, you're gay. I go, huh? <laughs> oh my goodness. She said, baby, okay, let me just keep it real deal Holyfield here. This ain't for you. <laughs> I thought I was, wait, babe, I thought my shit was tight, okay? <laughs> and and so uh, anyway, we um, and so um, she said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to be a, um, I want to direct movies. Mm. And she and, and so she said, well, I, there wasn't anything that I was learning there at, at that uh, uh, liberal arts college. So I left and I got on a bus with uh, seventy dollars mm. and uh, I was homeless in Hollywood for a little bit. Which was great because I, you know, I, you know, at the time when you're 22, people think homeless, like, you know, but it wasn't really a big deal. It was exciting, you know, at the Mm. time, not knowing how dangerous you are. You know, we don't realize how, how fragile life is at 22. Do you know what I mean? Agreed. I used to, trust me, we all kind of moved here around the same time, honey. I'm lucky I survived the eighties. I ain't going to even lie. When I look back, I was like, oh, child, try that now. Try that now. Okay. I mean, it's really, so, um. But yeah, um, I had a nursing agency. Okay. I had a, and that's a long story, but I um, got a job as a receptionist. I opened the LA Times and I opened the LA Times and there was a um, reception. I knew I had a good voice. And um, 
and I went to sell nurses. I was I went to sell nurses. If your mother got sick, if your father got sick, and they didn't want to go into the hospital and they wanted mm-hmm. to like recuperate at home or as opposed to going into a nursing home. Yes. Uh, I was selling nurses and um, RNs, LVNs, home health aides. And, um, and I was living in the back of a church at the time. And Ooh. I was, and I was, yeah, in Inglewood. And I was also, um, I was also directing theater. I just gotten the bug of directing. It was a, the, 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 uh, Pastor Vic said, if you clean the place, he caught me in the back sleeping there. And he mm-hmm. said, if you, if you uh, clean up, I'll let you, you know, I'll let you, I'll let you act in some theater here. You know, I'll, I'll let you mm-hmm. stay, you know, you clean up the place, you know, in the back, you stay in the back. Yeah. And inevitably I started directing with one X, little tiny one X. And, um, and so uh, I was doing that and simultaneously working as a receptionist. At the nursing agency. Multitasking early. Okay. Right. At 22. And as I, a year into it, um, I became the manager of it because I was so good at selling the nurses that I then became the manager of this nursing agency. And then a year after that, I said, look, I can do this on my own. So Mm. I literally, and and I literally um, started working from my home. I had an apartment by then. And, uh, and I was selling nurses to nursing to to, to 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 people that were calling in and wow. um it was crazy vivica because um how we got the business was were, were from black women that were social workers at cedar sinai and mm-hmm. century city hospital santa monica brotman memorial all around uh, los angeles and so i would um befriend these social workers and i ended up with like a hundred nurses working wow. for me i made a lot a lot of money and it was at the height of the AIDS epidemic and nobody wanted to yes. work with, uh, with AIDS patients, but mm-hmm. my girls would. And, um, did they, a lot know, of money. did they know so, you were gay? Uh, no one really knew I was gay. I was sort of in the mm. closet about it because I thought it was important to, I, my father had ingrained in me that mm-hmm. it was the devil's work. And so yes. I really believed that it was not a good thing to share for me to others. be public about it. Yes. And um, anyway, so I uh, I made a lot of money, and then and then this producer came into my, and I was still directing theater, and this Ooh. producer came into uh, I didn't know what it was, but no, uh, this I didn't know he was a producer, but we were taking the white guy, Graham Cottle, and he produced Prince's new film, um, which which one, Purple Rain, uh, Purple Rain, and Under the Cherry Moon. And, and so he, and so okay. he came in and he said, uh, what do you, what do you want to do? And I said, I really want to direct theater. He said, well, why are you at a nurse? First of all, he was shocked that this black man smoking a Newport cigarette with his feet up on the desk was taking care of his dying mother. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he, he, once he got over that shock and that I was black, cause he, you know, that he, he just couldn't understand how this kid basically was taking care of it. And um, he said, what do you want to do? And, I told him I wanted to direct and he was like, why are you doing this? I said, because I don't know. And it, it, it's how it's I, I, I don't know. It's what, yeah. it what I ended up doing. And he, um, he said, I'm working on a film uh, at Warner brothers. Why don't you come over? And I said, okay. And uh, why don't you become a PA? I said, well, what is that? Okay. Girl, I sold that nursing agency. Mm. All of my nurses. I sold that. I can't even tell you how much money I made. It was a lot. 
It was a and lot. I drove on the lot with my Armani suit and my black Porsche and my Newport with my with and the Porsche was rolled down. And I went in there and I was a PA girl. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, okay. First of all, let's just talk about that. That is what to our fans so that they know what this is. A PA is called a production assistant. assistant. Now he went from managing people, making all of this money, to now he shows up, okay, in his Armani suit with his convertible Porsche, smoking his Newport, and it's like, okay, let's get ready to do this. Yep. And um but the white producers didn't like me at all. Of course they did. Because, they, because you had I had power. never worked. Exactly. I had and exactly. I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew that I had a, a taste for talent. Mm-hmm. And Prince knew that. So yes. they would fire me and Prince would keep me on. Are you with me? So I would go. <laughs> and I love that. Uh, it was so much fun. And uh, so much so that Warner Brothers. After it was over with, Warner's um, offered me a position as head of minority talent, hmm. which meant right, which meant that I was sort of casting for, looking for talent, uh, looking for black talent. But like that was pre Spike Lee, and it was post the black exploitation era. Hmm. So there was really no what I was I was seeing Morgan Freeman and and gospel at Colonus in New York. I was seeing a bunch of theater. Yes. But I wasn't able to hire any black actors because wasn't wasn't no black jobs at right. all with black yes. directors or anything. And so um, I quit that and I started managing actors. I managed mm. Paula Kelly. Uh, I managed a whole bunch of really uh, wonderful black actors at the time while I was directing theater too. And wow. um, I started directing theater on um, Melrose and Santa Monica and those little tiny like little uh-huh. tiny holes in the wall exactly, yes. with Cuba Goody Jr. was in one of them and wow. early on and everything. And um, now what was the, the you, you were managed to tell that company was named. I was a manager of, I was a manager of actors. I managed actors. And you I managed it the, Candy, Lee Daniels I, I man- Entertainment? No, Lee Daniels Management. Lee Daniels Management. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, we were one of two black managers. There was Dolores Robinson. Yes, Dolores. Three, actually. There was Dolores Robinson. No, Benny wasn't managing. Oh, him. Benny wasn't this was managing before. him. Okay. Not then. Um, I was before him, and it was Benny. No, it was Benny. It was uh, Dolores. It was um, Lawrence Fishburne's manager in New York City. I forget her name. She's fabulous. She is fabulous. Wow. Uh, and it was myself. And uh, it was before, like, you know, it was early on, and I was still directing theater. And um, I had a passion for actors. I loved actors. I, I, I just loved actors, and so I. Um, Work with um, I worked with Candy Alexander. I got a lot yes. of people, Charlie Charlie Murphy. Yeah, I've got um uh, a lot of people there. Um, first time, first time, you know, sad cards. Nastasia Kinski. I worked with her mm-hmm. overseas. Anyway, so um, I, I worked with a kid named Wes Bentley. I knew that I had to get out of management. I got tired of telling black actors that they're there were like this was. You have to understand. There were no black lawyers on television. Mm. There were no black, great black roles. That's how old I am, Vivica. Okay. No, but, but can I ask around like what time, what 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 period was this? 80s, mid-80s? 80s, late yeah. 80s. Yeah. Late 80s, With, early and, you know, 90s. And, and to our fans out there, that was that era when it was like there was only one. You know, like mm-hmm. you guys are so blessed now that you have uh 
you know, BET, that we've got, uh, you know, Hulu, that we've got all of these different networks, Fox, where you, we've got shows starring and yeah. created, you know, that was before was just, they, they would let one in. <laughs> ABC, one. CBS, NBC, and there just weren't any, there wasn't any room. There wasn't yes. any, there wasn't just, there wasn't, what there was none. And if you were that one, you were either a whore, a prostitute, a yep. pimp, a drug yep. addict, or yep. robbing somebody. Yep. Or in all, jail. All dark. Or characters. a maid. Yep. Or a maid. And yes. I got tired of uh I got tired of um I got tired of telling actors no. And I mm. said, I'm gonna decide to um I'm gonna create a space, I'm gonna do it on my own. And um and so my first movie was Monsters Ball. Let's I, talk um, about that. Yeah, and so um I was managing Wes Bentley at the time, who was from American Beauty. He was the kid that was holding the camera in American Beauty. Mm. And uh, he fell out of the film. And keep in mind, that's how I got into producing because I was managing the the star of the film. Yes. And so I um, I was also friends with Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. And so I called Heath. Um, I said, Heath, my client has fallen out of it. Can you play this role? It was a great role. Um, he was the he played the he played you know he played that he killed himself in in mm-hmm. the. Uh, in Montsville. And, um, and you cast Hallie, Billy Bob, Hallie, Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton, Billy Bob got the movie greenlit because he was like the name at the time. Yes. I, I had a sense of casting always because I knew instinctively what was going to sell. I knew that most deaf had an underground following that was, and he was a phenomenal actor. He had an underground following in the streets. That was going to be really important. I knew that Puffy was new on the scene. I didn't even know it was Puffy at the time. And he no, didn't even, like, I didn't know it was Puffy. He was, not until it was all over with. Uh, he said, because he kept calling me Mr. Daniels throughout the oh, whole process. I love to hear that. And um, now, after it was all over, he said, this is, what, this is who I really am. At the end, I fell out. Uh, <laughs> Heath Ledger was the, was the kid that was on, he, was a, he had just popped. He had done, um, he was on the cover of Vanity Fair. So I said, yes. he'll be good. Yes. And uh and then uh Billy Bob Thornton. And so, Howie yeah. then went out went, went on to win. Oh my god. And then Best so, here's the thing. so I knew so Hallie and Heath and um Mostaf and Puffy, I was sort of working with them as a director would, you know, because mm. that was what I you know, I didn't know how to hold a camera. I wanted to direct, but I didn't I hadn't gone to school for it. I yes. didn't understand that. So that was really my stomping ground. For learning the technique of, mm-hmm. uh, of filmmaking. I'd never done it before. I was there from beginning to end. I understood it. I hired an incredible first-time director, Mark Forrester, mm-hmm. who had never done anything. And he was just like, he had done a short, little short movie. But he, um, yeah, I learned so much from him. And, um, and that was my first movie. And so uh, who knew that um yes. you know that she would be the first African American to win, and that I'd be the first sole producer, first black sole black producer of uh, an Academy Award nominated film. Our our writers were nominated, and uh, yes. it was pretty exciting. Um, but I thought that was the end. I said, okay, no it way. don't get no better. I swear, baby, I thought this is the end. You you're responsible for the first black woman getting the Oscar. It doesn't get any better than this. Oh, it but simply did doesn't it. get any better. It did it? Then you went and on. Then I, to I did the, the Woodsman, Woodsman, which Tennessee. is incredible. Yeah, and yep. um, and then I decided to. I got 
I was into I got I was into drugs. Oh. I got into drugs during that time. That was and, unless, um, really? Yeah, I was. Yeah, and so I believed the hype because Woodsman and uh, and Monsters Ball was so revered by the critics that I thought that I was fabulous and everything. So I got, I was high. Your hair <laughs> was, was this big and you was high yep. as a mug, right? Yeah, and I had the hair to prove it. You, okay, you, you knew did. me then. You know I know. I got our pictures from back to day. <laughs> that's what I used to always remember about you. Here comes Lee Daniels here with this fabulous hair. Hey, Zim, come here, girl, with your pretty self. I always, and I just love to see you. You used to scoop me up and take pictures. Do you remember hmm. our experience when you showed me Precious in Miami? I got one better. Wait, hold on. I okay. got one better for you. Okay. Do you remember our experience when I showed you Shadow Boxer in Washington, D.C.? I don't remember that one as hey! much as I remember Precious. But you did. You got me. You got me. But <laughs> Precious, I will never forget that we were there for, was it African, Black African American Film Festival or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. And he was like, come on up. Come on up. I got to show you something. I got to show you something. Oh, my God. And I remember seeing, and it was like, I was shocked the performances that you got out of Mariah. I was like, is that Mariah? You said, child, it took everything to get that one not to wear no makeup. <laughs> but Monique blew me away. And then Gabby, yeah. Gabby was yeah. like so new. And I mean, it was a rough cut that you showed me. But yeah. another reason why I'll, I'll never forget that, I believe that we were there. And wasn't that when Michael Jackson died? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that I was there and I was having the most amazing time. And that like pumped the brakes for me. Like I was like, <gasps> and I was so traumatized by that. But then, you know, later, you know, to see how great the film, you know, went on to do for you and for everyone. I was like, look at Lee, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like me, you just always had that bond. But now we're going to take people a little bit forward to then show yeah. that then here we go to well, Empire. Well, but wait, even be- before, after, um. Precious. I did a film called The Paperboy. Okay. That I'm Tell really, us about that's, that. It was my one of my favorite movies. It, um, it was Nicole Kidman and Zach Efron and Matthew McConaughey. Oh, that's a great cast. Yeah, and it was really exciting. Pedro Almodovar was going to do it, but he um he backed out for whatever reason and and I stepped in. And um and and I wanted to do um Selma. And I was trying to get Selma off the ground. But when I started investigating everything that um, that Martin Luther King was involved with, I remember talking to Oprah and saying, you know, I don't, should I, should I do this movie? My version of the film, because my version of the film was the true Martin Luther King. Yes. We saw him, we saw him, we saw him. We mm-hmm. saw him as the human that he was. And that inspired me because I was like, oh my God, with all the flaws, it, it will be inspirational that, you know, we identify with flawed people because yes. flawed people are heroes. Hmm. But, you know, Oprah said, you can't do that. And that was no, that. You know, she wouldn't go ahead. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> and not. So, <laughs> and so, uh, and then Ava did it. And, um, but, um, and then I did the butler. Uh, and uh, Which, but, I did the and butler I'm and telling shit. you, what what's what's my man? How did it just leave me? Uh, Who? Uh, the David? lead actor? No, the lead actor that just of course Forrest. Ooh, baby girl. that right. performance. 
That yeah. performance, I mean, yeah. Lee to me, that was, I was like, Lee Daniels is a bad dude because you get performances out of people. That, I thought Oprah was really good in it too. Yes, I thought, everyone was. I don't, the think, cast Oprah, was I don't think we've seen Oprah like that. Yes. Yeah, Terrence. I, and so, um, but, but I was still broke. After all of that, I was broke. I was like, you know what? I got two kids going to college soon. How could um, you have possibly been broke after that? Because, wait, done, because, wait. because, Monsters Ball, Shadow Boxer, the right. Woodsman. Because the studios were stealing my money, Vivica. Oh, they were See? stealing my money. They were stealing. What? I didn't know. Okay. And, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, what I have learned at the time, um, Danny Strong came to me yes. with, um, and he's he, with this idea because you know he wrote the Butler. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Okay, yes. Jim. So he so he 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 said, Lee, I have another film idea and it's called Empire. But Whitney Cummings had already told me that the next thing you do, because I told her, I said, I don't got no money for my kids to go to college. Mm-hmm. And she said, Well, then you need to do television because Lee, I got a check for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the mail. And I thought it was like a one-time thing. That thing kept coming. That was Ooh. a residual. Yes. You need to create your own show. I said, oh. say no more. So when Danny, <laughs> so when Danny came to me and Danny was like, you know, we want to do this as a uh, a movie. I go, no, we'll do it. We're doing it as a, um, a, TV a television show. show. Yeah. And um, and there you are. I mean, there, I mean, I had no idea how television worked. You understand Ooh. now we had not all of my work is independent cinema. Like I mm. had never worked for a studio ever. I had final mm. cut. I was responsible for the money coming in as we have publicly lived with Damon Dash. Yes, <laughs> and, yeah. and, I, and, 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 and wait a minute. And he was on the light side. There had been like, like dark oh, money because mm. Hollywood wasn't fucking with me. Word. They weren't giving me any money. You know what I mean? So I had to. But can I tell you this, places. Lee? You handled that so graciously. That could Well, was the truth? Real. Well, here's the thing. I know. Well, but I you, loved the, the whole, when I saw the confrontation that you took that as a man and was like, I got you. No, and let me tell you why, because this is really important, because I have to realize that Damon, Monsters Ball, there was drug money involved with Monsters Ball. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, nobody was fucking with me. There was Mm. no, there was no studio. Nobody wanted to see that movie. Mm. Studios never wanted to see my version of what Black life is. Exactly. You you had to go to the streets. And I did go to the streets. And so, um, though Damon, on paper, I didn't owe him any money because, mm. you know, right. I it didn't. Is what it and, is. Yeah. But but and, and the lawyers, as you become famous, you know, the white world, my white agents and the white lawyers say, you don't owe him any money. In my heart, I did it. I knew that I, I gave him my word that I was going to pay him back. Mm-hmm. So but the, but the but the but Hollywood was saying, no. Yeah, you're done. Trust me. And so, I, like, you know, you I didn't make no money. So why do I? I didn't make well, no I, money. So why Wait. did you make money? And, 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 and let me just tell these people out here, our fans too, you know, that, you know, sometimes they got creative bookkeeping and they'll tell us a film made this, this, that, and the third, but then I they'll know. hit you with these expenses that you okay. like, we still ain't broke even. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so all I have to say is, is that, um, all I have to say is, is that I, I, I love him for giving yes. me the money. And so I had to honor that. You know, it took me a minute. It was a really humbling moment in my life. Yes. And um, 
anyway, so that that, that but, was. But that. you could have been steak about it, and I'm glad you weren't. I could have been steak. Yeah, was, you could have okay, been steak. Cause you know, I know you. You know, I know you, champ. And baby, that's let me tell y'all something. That's one cuss out you don't want to get is from Lee Daniels. I know. Don't don't, don't let that smooth taste fool you. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> So let's move forward. Let's talk about you yeah. now getting, getting this cast out and showed up. And yeah. that was Empire. Man, Empire, those numbers. Empire, those numbers. Really, we didn't know. We didn't see that coming to America at all. Oh, I know. No one did. It was like capturing magic in a bottle, which is rare in Hollywood. And especially for African-American, uh, a show that was so raw, glossy. You know, they like you said, they wanted us to be the gangster, the help, uh, everybody but. The hoe. Fabulous. The, the hoe. Yeah. The yeah. drug addict. Mm-hmm. And so um, I thought it was imp- it was my life story. And uh, and we told it and it was beautiful. And I yes. loved I loved every moment. I didn't understand. I just thought it was going to be like I thought I was only responsible for the pilot. Right. And they said <laughs> it got picked up. And I said, what do that mean? They said, you got to keep right at what? Yeah. What? 22 well, I was ready to go back to work. I was Look, like 22 of them. 22 or 26. Whatever. I look, all Episodes. I know is that I was ready to go back to film. You know, I was like, I'm not ready for this. A bunch of suits all over me telling me what who had to what this, wig, this person this had to head. have, what yeah. wood, uh, the other, I, mm. I, I never had some. And um, but it enables me to, it that has enabled me to do um the the it goes it, I'm able to do what speaks to my heart as a filmmaker, you know, and, and mm-hmm. also to give other because of the success of I keep forgetting. That without empire, all of this would not be possible. Absolutely. Like that was the beginning. What we yes. lived, Vivica, yes. that was crazy what we lived. Yes. That was crazy. It was amazing. It was amazing. Because I mean, it was, it was before blackish, insecure, yes. all of that. It was like, you know, and then and it all sort of, it, it, it was crazy. It was so crazy. now I got to share with everybody how I ended up on empire. Which was yeah. like amazing. <laughs> We're gonna tell this story real quick because we gotta get to some other stuff that's going on with you um, before our time is up. Um, but y'all, the reason why I became Candace on Empire was because of me letting it, trying to let everybody know about me as a businesswoman on Celebrity Apprentice, which is five weeks of my life. I ain't gonna never get back. <laughs> but let me tell y'all, that shit paid off because, honey, that epic boardroom showdown came down with me and Kenya Moore. This one here, I was at my party, called me. He was like, bitch, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Child, I need to figure it out. You were sitting at home and it just, you were like, whoa. It really was. It was, isn't it funny how things happen? I go, oh my God. And in that moment, I knew that we were going to be doing something. <laughs> so he gave me a call and I will let you know that this is a man of his word. And he said, Bevica, I got to figure out some kind of way how to get you on Empire. I said, please do. He kept his word because a lot of times you get that, you know, when things are hot and things are happening and everybody's talking about things, everybody wants a little peace. But he gave me a call like about three months later and he said, hey, girl, we think about playing Cookie's older sister. I said, child, I play whatever because the show was just so hot. And that then led for me five seasons on Empire. Oh my God. And can I tell you something? Like, I don't even, I was, it was, I was, a, it was an honor to work with you. I just oh, think that, you know, you've never been given your roses the way you should have been given your roses, Vivica. I think you're one of the most brilliant. I mean, you know, you don't play around, you're serious. And guess what? You're old school. Yes. Like, 
you're old school good. Like the old school good, like that I could like understands my type of direction. Yes. You know what I mean? And like you these gave kids me today, one direction. You gave me one direction. I got to share this real quick with everybody. What happened? He gave me a call one day and we just started, I just started showing, and he said, Hey, let me holler at you for a minute. I said, What's up? Don't try to be cooking. <laughs> I need you to be Candace. Don't try to be, and I'm gonna tell your ass just that. And you better take that note. And I got it. It's like, let her character be cooking. Find yeah. nuances for Candace. And I did. You know, that I was. Oh, my God, because you took it to another level. Yeah. Oh, you took it. it you, I didn't have to tell you once, but yeah. once. Because yes. you took that shit and then whoop. You and Tasha and her. Yes. I, what I really wanted for the spinoff to be was the three of you all and the complications of what black women what life is like for black women your age absolutely today you know what i mean yes. like all of the pain and the fun and the happy and the everything yes the, the dating i wanted all of that for but they didn't know what they were doing they canceled that shit and that you know that, that was their loss but i think what we should do is then maybe we can figure out a film a film we are the three of us oh, for sure okay. Yes, okay we are right. for sure for right. sure all right all right so that's empire <laughs> y'all and who knows stay tuned some more might happen okay but <laughs> with the sisters now you got this new show the star. Well, I, then I did star after Empire. Oh yes, no, I know star. I, really I know which I didn't like how they did y'all. They they kind of yeah. yeah. That was I was big. really upset about they that. Didn't, I mean, you know why they didn't really, want to give you too much power on TV? That's what my mother said. See, me and your mama know. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's for the white boy. Mm -hmm. You it's know, for the white boy because what we did with Empire and also, but that's okay because I had a whole bunch of new shows. I have um our kind of people. Yeah. Which is on. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, I love Yaya, right? Yaya, my beautiful Yaya, Yaya is oh, so, so beautiful. And, I mean, everybody. Lance is on there. Um, oh my God, Joe Morton's on there. Mm, oh, he's so. I mean, the good. list is. Ooh. I mean, it's so. It's great, 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 great actors. I'm really excited about and. Wonder Years, I'm really excited about. Let's talk about Wonder Years, which is basically the Black version of the uh, yeah. show that was on. Uh, you know, that you, it's like they always love to tell white people about their lovely stories. We didn't, we didn't have no stories growing up, you know? Yeah. We do. I'm excited I because, you know, it is, Viv, you know, there are a lot of, um, not all of us were dirt poor. A lot of us right. were Black middle class. And I think mm -hmm. that that speaks to an, an, a, a time in America where, I can see my family reflected for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, not all of us came from the projects, you know? Word. And so, um, I live down the see. street from the projects. My mom Me too. Me, okay. Me that's too. called middle class, y'all. <laughs> FYI, okay? If you live down the street from the projects, that made you middle class. <laughs> for sure. Um, for sure. And um, I'm doing Miss Pat. Which is really yes. exciting. A comedy. Tell me about Miss Pat because I saw some everything. clips and I was She's like, everything. "Ooh, girl!" Wait, from? you got to <laughs> listen, Bib. You got to get her on uh, BET Plus. For those of you that don't have BET Plus, just go and see it. It's brilliant. She's brilliant, and she was a crack dealer that <gasps> turned her life around and became a stand-up comic. So mm. it's like a black version of Roseanne. Oh, I love. That's what I saw. That's a perfect she description. It That's a perfect everything. description. Because that one child tried to come in there and talk to her a certain kind of way. And you know, now these kids are like, I call a uh, child protective service. I'm like, get your ass out the fuck. I wish the hell you would. <laughs> yeah. I so I good. Love it. I ben, love you it. would love it. You, you, yes. you must see it. You have to see it. And um, it. so I'm doing that. And it's written, by the way, 
by um did you ever come see uh uh I'm doing a play on Broadway. Um what's the other play again? Ain't no mo. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, ain't, ain't no, no mo. I love it. You, no. you ever see it? No. Jordan I Cooper. I'm getting old. I had to ask my assistant. That's uh, all right. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Cooper wrote Ain't No Mo. And um he also it's a brilliant play that we're taking to Broadway. Um uh it's the first time um that I've done theater in a many, 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 many years. Were you happy to be back? Are you happy to be back? I'm so, are you kidding? Yes, I love it. And and, uh, I think it will do for Broadway what Empire did for television in as much Mm. as they're shifting the conversation. Mm. Um, And I think that, you know, as as African-Americans, we don't really spend money in theater. You know, Mm. we'd rather spend, you know, $300 on a pair of Jordan, you know? Okay. And I think that um, this speaks to us. Because there's mm-hmm. nothing on Broadway that speaks to us, really, you know, as a culture. So I'm excited for it, and I'm excited. Anyway, he wrote um, Ain't No Mo. Who, the guy that wrote Ain't No Mo also wrote um, Miss Pat. Wow. Now, yeah. could you um, let us know, because like I said, I got about five minutes left with you, and I don't, yeah. don't want to miss out on things. What, yeah. What's next for Lee Daniels? I'm doing a horror movie. Listen, listen. Not that you can't say half of not that you can't see not that half of my shit don't seem like horror, but um (laughs) I it's a true story. I've been toying with this for forever, and I finally got up the nerves, the balls, the gonads to do it. It is a true story about a woman that they thought was beating her children. Mm. And so the the, the kids come to school with bruises on it, on them and black eyes. And so the social services come, the police come, the principal comes, teacher comes to the house, take the kids. And when they get there, the little girl's walking backwards up the stairs. Oh, shit, the exorcist is coming. Oh, Lord, Jesus. Exorcist but this is all true, Bibica. And that's why I'm a little nervous Ooh. about doing it because it's so grounded in truth that it's, it is the black exorcist. And mm. what happens is, is that... Um, the, the, this woman, uh, Latoya, Latoya Amons is her name. Uh, Latoya is as was fighting social services for her kids back, mm-hmm. and the demon that was in her house. Woo! They're possessing folks. Okay, yeah. we, that, and, that's and, and, and and Andrea Andrea is playing Andrea Day, who did Billy Holiday for me. Oh wait, uh, okay, I got this real quick. <laughs> Child. Let me tell you something. I done watched that movie on the plane about 10 times. Really? Uh, Billy Holly. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, I wanted her to win an Oscar so bad. I was so damn mad. I ain't going to even lie. I, I was like, look at them over there being gracious, but I was mad as hell. That, 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 what you did with that, Lee Daniels, the beauty of things that I didn't even know that scared me, that what strange fruit, that I never knew that that mm-hmm. song, that that's what it meant, that you educated us on how they used to have lynching as just like, you know, entertainment on the weekend mm-hmm. and how this woman who was entertaining them, that the only way they could bring her down was a drug addict, you, as a drug addict, the heroin. And, and, and then how you showed out the heroin, like you didn't sugarcoat that at all. I mean, you showed people shooting up, licking. I was like, and every time I watched it, I found something new, but I want to say thank you for my beautiful little box that they sent me when you hit me and said, what's your address? And I got my boxes in my front room with the microphone and everything. You're just 
a class act, man. You are. You are. Oh, and you, and dear. and she, I know you brought a performance out there that she probably didn't even know that she had in her. And the men, oh my God, the men. One day, just one, Durvante, uh, all of them uh, were fantastic. Uh, it was really, it was God working. It was God working through all of us. It was the most exciting journey that um, I've been on spiritually and also uh, as an artist. So, wow. Kudos to you. Kudos to you. you. How has your instincts made you the man that you are today? Mm, That's a good question. Yes. The instincts. Yes. My instincts have known to literally dodge bullets when I was a kid because I've had friends, not one, but a couple friends as a, as a young kid die, get shot, you know, uh, my instincts knew, I don't know how I didn't catch AIDS, you know, when I was running around on drugs at the time, you know, having sex with every, everybody that I didn't catch HIV, you know, that I didn't have, that I didn't catch HIV, you know, my instincts, it's an instinct I listen to when you don't listen to God and God is in you, when you don't listen to that inter, that inner, that voice. Yeah. You know, you know. So I listen to that inner voice, you know, and that inner voice has never led me wrong. And when I don't listen to it, shit happens. I agree. So that, I mean, you know, my instinct is always to know that the gift is not mine, Vivica. The gift is not ours. The gift is the next generation of artists, of actors and directors and writers that we pass it on, that we don't hold on to it, that we give it all. We teach everything we have to our next uh, generation. That Do is you know that... Pam Greer challenged me to do that too. I interviewed her and she was so gracious. And I said, uh-huh. thank you so much. She says, it's what I'm supposed to do, Vivica. And I challenge you to always do it as well. So that leads us perfectly into today's hustle hack. Today's hustle hack is hashtag trust your instincts. Like my boy Lee has done. You know, Lee has created his own success. The impossible can happen, darlings. You too can be the one that's large and in charge. You can learn to trust your instincts and rise above any circumstances and build your own empire. It's never too late. Trust you and more importantly, trust God. I want to thank Academy Award nominated, (laughs) all that producer, director, screenwriter, my man, my friend, my heart. Mr. Lee Daniels. Tell folks where they can find you at on social media. Oh, uh, it used to be the original Big Daddy, but it's not. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> My publicist said, get rid of that one. It's Lee Daniels. It's Lee Daniels. It's Lee Daniels, right? Lee Daniels on Lee Daniels. Okay. And I'm, I'm Lee sure Daniels you're verified. Yes. On Instagram. Yeah. Lee Daniels on Instagram. Okay. What about, are you on Twitter or do you have time? Yeah, my people are on Twitter. I'm not. Yeah, that's okay. I'm, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. People ask me all the time some days, because, you know, I will come and get folks on Twitter. Is that really you? And I'm like, some days it is. So I get that. <laughs> but I want to thank you so much for joining me I today. Love you, I love you back so much. And I'm so proud of you. Darlings, you can find me at Miss V Fox on Instagram. And I'm so sorry I'm breaking up over here. I love you. You know um, why, Viv? You know why? Because we've grown together. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. And you know how much I love you. Okay, well, I gotta wrap this up. Though. Yeah, wrap it up. You gotta up. go, and I do too. Okay. Darlings, you can find me at Miss V Fox on Instagram, at Miss Vivica Fox on Twitter, and follow at Stage Twenty Nine Podcast too. 
Darlings, don't forget to subscribe, follow, download, and review Hustling with Vivica A. Fox and listen wherever you like. Until next time, darlings. Bye for now. This has been a Stage 29 podcast production. The podcast is executive produced by Patty Chiano, Laferne Cusack, and Stephanie Kaysen. Our audio editors are Jackson Ruff and Jonathan DeMatty. Callie Kelts is the social media producer. And a special thanks to the rest of our podcast crew, Rwani Horinige, William Cusack, Lisa Clark, Katie Brown, and Morgan Kaler. The Hustling with Vivica A. Fox podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during the podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professional.